Let's give the Lord one more big shout. We ought to be able to shout this loud on Wednesdays we do Sunday. Hallelujah. He's the same God today as he was Sunday. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. So thankful that you're here tonight and this night to come together to pray. Prayer is so important. A lot of what we're experiencing, God, is, God, is the result of our praying. God answers prayer, and God honors us because we pray and we believe and have faith in him. It's good for you to be here tonight. Tonight, if you have tithes and offering, you can drop them in at the tithes boxes on your way out. Now, last Wednesday night, we was going to have church, and we got almost, I don't know, we didn't really get snowed out, kind of iced out, I guess you'd say. So we weren't able to have church. Brother Lemons was going to speak that night. He didn't get to. So he's going to come tonight because the word is still good. Come on, Brother Lemons. Amen. Thank you very much. Amen. Do you love the Lord tonight? Why, surely you're in the house of the Lord on Wednesday night. You got to love the Lord. Hallelujah. What a privilege and honor it is to be with you tonight. And to Nina and myself, appreciate this church so very much. And uh, to hear great preaching and all the services. And on Wednesday nights, uh, you have so many excellent speakers. Man, we've had prayer meetings here. We've, we have heard about worship. I, I mean, we just didn't hear about worship. Amen. There was a moving of the mighty spirit of God within the teaching of worship. That's what I love. Amen. There are men that sometimes write books on prayer and you see that they're not really into prayer. They're just writing a book. They're just collecting it. But I appreciate what I appreciate about this church is that whatever you're teaching on, you are doing. And whatever that you're doing, you're selling it. Glory to God. And we all have to sell the gospel. We all have to sell this faith in a mighty, in a mighty great way. And so I appreciate the church so very much and everything that offers unto us. Tanina and myself, we are involved in interim pastoring. And in the last year, we have uh, uh, interim pastored in two different churches and so when we can, we're here on a Wednesday night, sometimes in interim pastoring and preaching on weekends. Uh, if we're not preaching on Sunday night, we're here. Or if we're preaching somewhere else, you know we're there. And in interim pastoring, sometimes we preach on Sunday morning, Wednesday night, and then sometimes just on a Sunday morning, and we're able to be here. And so uh, we appreciate you so very much. As you notice, uh, probably you know I have a, like a neck problem. And so, uh, you know, the Bible says, look not to the right or left. <laughs> and so it's easy for me to look straight uh, because my neck is fused. You know, I'm not tempted that much over here or over there. But if I don't recognize you, uh, it's not because uh, I don't want to go over there or because I'm a little bit snobby. Sometimes in order for me to look, see over this way, i got to point my body. And I don't like to point my body all the time. So if I don't see you over there, it's not that, you know, I don't want to recognize you. But sometimes you need to kind of explain yourself. And, uh, but we're here tonight to exalt you. We're here tonight, amen, to encourage you. Everybody needs encouragement in these last days. Amen. There was a woman that was getting ready for church, and she was a senior. I'm not going to tell you how old she was, but she was up there in senior years. And she was getting dressed, so she didn't have a lot of clothes on. And 
she was looking in the mirror and her husband was sitting on the bed there and she said, oh my goodness, amen, look at the bags that are drooping underneath my eyes. Oh, I need surgery for that, hon. And she said, oh, look at my stomach and how and where it used to be and where it is now. I need a tummy tuck. And so she was just so really depressed and she began to talk about two other things, and she said, "Hun, I'm so uh, depressed. I wish that you could lift me up. I wish that you could help me. I'm depressed. I need a word of encouragement. And what he said was this. He said, well, you do have good, perfect eyesight. Amen. <laughs> and sometimes us men, we just don't know how to do it right. We don't know how to say the right things. And, uh, amen, God help us all, amen, especially us men. And we know the women, they know a lot better than us. Amen, you see? Amen, sometimes God has to use a woman to do things right. That's why I used Mary, amen, to preach on the resurrection. <laughs> amen, had to, oh yeah, there's that Mary. Everybody else is locked behind closed doors. Amen. The Lord really poured something into my heart. And, and I, I, sometimes I have preparation ministry to get the church ready for things. And sometimes I preach on things that God is wanting to pour into you for this moment. And, and this is a bit of teaching and preaching. I, I think I'm a preach teacher, and I can't just hold it down. I know I hear your pastor many times, Brother Miller, say, well, you know, I, I, I'm really going to teach this, but you know he really isn't. Amen. He's going to put teaching in it because he's got that itch. And we appreciate Brother Randy also and all your speakers. But if you have your Bible, let's turn to Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22. And I want to speak on the subject on what God poured in my heart on patience, one of the greatest gifts. Amen. One of the greatest gifts of, uh, that we can have toward our success. I really believe that God wants us to be successful. And I really believe that there are things that is going to break loose within this church and within your lives. I, I just want to speak it into your heart, into your spirit. Amen. I don't know. I believe tomorrow something's going to break for one of you. I believe that next week something is going to break in your life. Next month, it might be next year. I don't know. It could be several years. But if you will have the patience of God, God is patient. Amen. He's patient toward all of us, the Bible says. The Bible says in Galatians 5 and 22, here's the fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. And notice that all of these things work together, such as the body of Christ ought to work together. Hello. Sometimes the preacher can only preach as well as how his congregation listens and how his congregation prays for him and seeks the Lord really for him. We're all working together. And, and what I find out about the Bible is, is that, that you cannot just isolate one thing to have success. Things have to work together. The fruit of the Holy Spirit have to work together. Amen. Patience needs faith, and faith also needs patience. Yeah. Amen. You really can't separate them, and you really can't separate the body of Christ to have success. We, we've got to come together, and we have got to endure together. We must pray together. We must be steadfast together. Amen. We must work together and be faithful together 
together in order for that success to come forth. And so it says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. And there's that word, long. Everybody say long. Long suffering, which is really patience. Long suffering. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I lost some of you right there. Man, we want the short suffering version. Amen. We all want that. But long suffering, kindness. Amen. Jesus was so kind. Goodness. He was so good. He went about doing good works. Amen. All of those things should be included in us. Faithfulness. Amen. Faith is faithfulness. Amen. God rewards faithfulness. Amen. And so it says gentleness. God was a gentle God. Amen. In self-control. Against such there is no law. Verse 24. And those that are Christ have crucified the flesh and with its passions and desires and and, and when I began to pray about this, the Holy Spirit said, there is no way that you can crucify the flesh without the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You can't crucify the flesh. You can't put it under subjection without the help of God's character working in your life. And, and so when I look at this, I see that patience is a godlike quality, an attribute, as stated in Romans chapter 15, verse 5. Amen, where it says God is patient. He is patient toward us. And we got to make sure, though, that patience is working inside of us. Amen. And so why is it important to have patience? Patience enables us to analyze things and situations beyond their face value. You see, we just want to quickly run into something. We want to quickly run into a ministry. And the Bible says that we need to look at that ministry. We need to really observe what we're trying to get into and, and what it, that ministry is going to take and how much it's going to take of our lives and how much dedication and, and also how much patience. And so patience is our God. Amen. Patience isn't suffering in ourselves. Patience is a help to the church. And the word of the Lord to you is don't give up on your loved ones that have not been saved yet. Don't give up on that husband. Don't give up on that mother or son or whoever it is because patience with the love and the wisdom of God is going to win the day. So keep patient. Amen. I know I'm preaching. <laughs> Amen. And so why is it so important? Because patience enables us to analyze things and situations beyond their face value. The resourcefulness, the calm, the empathetic behavior and self-control of patient people can make them very popular. It also gives them inner peace and the ability to keep smiling despite, amen, what they're going through. Now let's look at impatience. Impatience that is experienced the moment as empty, as useless. This is useless. Why are you keeping me in this area, oh God? I, I, I remember when I wanted to preach the gospel, I was called at the age of 14 to preach the gospel. When I, when I was very little, about five or six, I was on grandpa. My grandpa was a Pentecostal preacher, and, and he started churches, and I was on their coffee table preaching when I was four or five. But I remember at 14 that I told my mom, I feel like I'm called to preach the gospel. And, and she said, that's all right, son. So you just pray about it. But I prayed about it, and I wanted to get behind that pulpit. I wanted to preach. Amen. But God said, there's some things that I need you to do first. Amen. I began to work in the bus ministry. 
And I don't mean just going house to house. I first was scrubbing the bus. I'm talking about those long old buses. I had to get on the top of that big old bus at times and scrub that bus down and get the dirt out of it. We went through, I went down a lot of uh, 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 roads that are rock and it was uh, dusty and dusty inside and we had the windows down and all that and so I started out there, started working out with youth. I started going to the nursing homes. I, I, I did all types of different things and scrubbing and cleaning and everything and, and at 16 I said, God, I believe it's about time for me to preach and he said, no son. He said, I need you to pray more. I need you to listen to my spirit and learn my spirit and learn my promptings and you need to read my word and know my word more. Amen. It took some patience. Amen. I was wanting to do crusades. I was wanting to get out there and do healing services, but there were some services that I needed to do before that. It took patience. And, and the Bible says we've got to be careful about putting uh, a, a new person in Christ in a position, least to be lifted up in pride and so forth. There is that is not a real bad thing. Amen. It is a thing if you are really patient. So, amen, some people think impatience is empty, useless, meaningless, an attitude that fails to see how God is using the interruptions and delays of life, amen, in, in his purpose. Impatience means the inability to tolerate delay, and it can also mean the inability to deal with obstacles, amen. These are the times when our impatience grows and that we end up doing something of our own will. Amen. Now, Abraham was a great man of God. We know that. Amen. He, he is listed as one of the heroes. Amen. But his impatience kind of goofed a few things up, didn't he? Amen. After many years, after receiving the promises of God, he and Sarah got together and said, I, I think we can work something out. God hasn't really given us that child yet. And we know what the flesh did. We know that, amen, that uh, uh, Sarah gave Abraham Hagar, amen, her handmaid and had Ishmael, amen, that is symbolic of the flesh. And things are going on there today because of his time of impatience. You say, well, Abraham got a lot better. Yes, he did. Abraham overcame a lot of things. Yes, he did. Amen. Abraham's name was not first Abraham. It was Abram. Amen. And it went to Abraham. Amen. Being a great man. He grew. Amen. We look at him as a hero. But his one act of impatience, amen, caused and still is causing problems in the Middle East today. And even though you can get repentance, there are some things you can't take back. Amen. And there are other things. You, you think about Moses. What a great man. I couldn't have done today with the nine gifts of the Spirit. <laughs> Amen. With the infilling of the Holy. I could not have done what he had done way back then, I don't think. Amen. But because of one thing. Amen. It kept him out of the promised land. He arrived there a lot later on when there was the Mount of Transfiguration. Amen. God didn't give, him, uh, give up on him entirely. Surely he is one of our heroes. 
heroes of faith, but it just goes to show you, even as a leader, you have to have patience. Amen. Just because you're in a high office does not exclude you. Amen. Saul, amen, was wanting to offer an offering before a great and mighty battle, but Samuel wasn't there. Samuel said, you got to wait. Instead of waiting for three and a half hours, he went in and offered a sacred offering, which he was not supposed to offer, and it ended him as being the king of Israel. Three and a half hours had changed his life. My friend, I, I speak this into you today, amen, because it is a word, not only a blessing and encouragement, but a word of seriousness that we can miss the will of God, that we can, amen, mess up our ministries if we're not really careful. We need to take the work of God serious. We need to take the worship of God serious. And Saul did not take that so very serious. So how is patience, amen, developed? And I say developed because that's the way it is. Amen, it is developed. You just don't come on the scene, almighty, all-powerful, amen, and everything else. Amen, it is developed through the scriptures. And that is something today, amen, in which the enemy is attacking our people. Amen, 60%, they say, of Christians in the United States today don't believe that there's a real devil, that he's just a symbol of evil. Well, if you don't believe in a real devil, you're not going to cast out a devil. And you're not going to know what the devil is doing inside of you. And if you don't think that the scripture, amen, is, is the unadulterated word of God, you're going to develop your own righteousness. The Bible says in Romans chapter 15, verse 4, and whatever things were written before were written for our learning. That's why you need to read the whole Bible. You need to read about Moses. You need to read about his one mistake. You need to read about others in the Bible that made no mistakes. You need to read about Joseph. My goodness, I've heard good sermons here at the church on Joseph. What a man of God to go through the temptation, to go through imprisonment and go through being sold into slavery and all of that and, and be the second or third leader of a whole nation and not just that but saving people from starvation. Your patience can cause somebody not to starve. Your patience can cause somebody not to go to a devil's hell. Come on. Amen. We have got to have patience in these last days. But it says that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope and, and and some stumbled and some did not amen i have stumbled my Scriptures have given us hope. Amen. Given us hope. Amen. So how is patience developed through the scriptures? Amen. Number two, through God's love. Amen. Patience has to have God's love together or it just doesn't work out right. Are you having trouble with patience? Maybe because your inner spirit is having a trouble receiving the amount of love that it really needs. Everything works off of one another, such as the body of Christ ought to work off one another. It says in 1 Corinthians 13 and 4, love suffers long. Hello? And that's talking about patience. Love suffers long. And with the lack of patience, we also lack the ability to love. What else do we need to develop? Through the power of prayer. Amen. We believe in that here at this church. I love it, man, when we get together and we begin to pray. Amen. These services have been so powerful, and, and it just really broke my heart. The Sunday week ago when I was here, 
I mean the anointing began to break something within my heart. Amen. But the power of prayer is one of our great keys. But also prayer needs patience. You need to keep praying for that loved one that needs to be saved. You need to keep praying for that person that needs to be healed. Let me tell you, I, I don't know the reason and I can't go through it all right now. I don't understand why I'm still going through what I go through with my neck and with my back. Amen. Through the years when I have needed a word, amen, from uh, a prophet or somebody else, and my wife at times, she didn't want to go to revivals with me because even though I would hide in the back, the preacher would call me out and he would prophesy over me. But what did he prophesy about, brother? The ministry. Amen. Never about my physical body, but the ministry. Every time it was about the ministry, and I could not understand that. Lord, tell me if I've got something wrong. Tell me if there's a sin that is that is keeping me from my healing. Uh, a woman that I consider a prophetess I, uh, that told me many things that came true in my life. I said, do you see anything? Please tell me, do you see anything? And she said, Brother Lemons, I prayed over this, no telling how many times, and I don't understand. Stand. But I believe that God is a healer. I believe that one day I'm going to walk straight. I believe that one day I'm going to be able to turn my neck and I'm going to say, hey, brother, how are you doing in the house of God? And we've got to keep on praying for others. Amen. Through the power of prayer, Colossians 1 and 9. Amen. Also through total obedience. Amen. Obedience is through worship. I don't care what you want to say about worship hoopla and all that kind of stuff. Obedience is true worship. Through humbling oneself before God. Jesus was the great humbler. He humbled himself before the Lord. He came to serve through humbling oneself, through growth. Amen. Growth. Amen. Through growth, through maturity, through consistency. I was talking to a young man that had one of the biggest youth groups in, in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, not long ago. Brother Danny, I said, how is your youth group? Because he had a gigantic one. He said, well, it, it, it has got down pretty low. And I said, why has it got down pretty low? And he said, well, he said, the parents uh, don't come like they used to. And, and sometimes it's about every two weeks. And, and it's hard to keep consistency going in the life of the teenager when the parents don't show up. He said, some come themselves. But some of them that do it on their own sometimes show up every two weeks. And it's hard with a lack of consistency. And you need patience. You need patience with those type of people. You need patience, amen, to be more consistent and be more faithful if you want to be all that you really need to be for God. You need to be patient and attend every service that you can. Attend every revival that you can. You need to attend everything that you can. You need to just pack it in, suck it in, get everything that you can because we're living in the last days and there's a lot of people that are going to die and go to hell. There's a lot of people that are going to miss the rapture. We must be patient in these last days. The Bible says it says this, it says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. And I might have told this one time, but through all my years of pastoring, I, I, you know, you have those seasons of growth, and then you have those seasons of great revival, and then you have those seasons where you're just clawing for everything that you can get. You're clawing for every soul that you can get to attend your church. 
And sometimes it's just not all working out. And, and as a pastor, I, I, there are several things. I'd like to preach a sermon sometime here on what I wish that I could have said to my people, but I couldn't as their pastor. I preached this at the last church I interim pastored and to get them to understand the feelings of the pastor. But, but one of the feelings that, that really broke my heart, and, and you got to understand that, that the, the ministry is not a job. It's a calling. And, and, and when we receive that calling, we receive uh, a, t a time of seriousness uh, to get the job done, to get, amen, the, the kingdom built and the church, amen, people won to the Lord and added to the church. And, and what would really break my heart is when I did not see people grow as they should. And, and, I, and I, I, I couldn't see growth. And I would study for hours and pray for hours. And, and, and it just seemed like there were those seasons I just did not see it. And, and they weren't inviting people to the house of God. And, and I had one or two sometimes that, man, boy, there'd be in flux of people who, who told you about our church so-and-so. Same person. I thought, if everybody had their spirit, if everybody would be patient such as she in inviting people, but when she invited them. It wasn't just a verbal invite. It was a heart invite. Amen. She had a patience within her heart, within her spirit. She had a love. She had all those things in relationship to build a relationship to bring people in. But it was very discouraging to give my life and not sometimes not see what I really wanted to see as a pastor. And there are times I, I, I was called on to come and serve in another church. One church that was running about only 150 was had a $500,000 CD in the bank. And they were ready to do great things. I went there. They had a great prayer meeting. They had all types of things. Man, we were licking our lips when we was coming back. I said, Tanine, what do you think? And she said, I don't feel it. It looks good, but I don't feel it. And in prayer, the Lord began to talk to me and <clears throat> And, and in love, and sometimes he began to rebuke me. He said, you tell my, you tell my people on Sundays, amen, not to jump ship and jump church because the glory or because things are not working exactly to be faithful, and there you are thinking about jumping ship. And I said, well, God, what should I do? And he said, you need to grow through this. You need to grow up in me and grow through this. You're trying to get around this. You're trying to escape this. And without patience, that's what happens. We never really grow. We can go somewhere else, but you never really grow. You might get into a place where there's more glory at the moment, but that glory is going to have its time. And you're going to have the time where you're going to have to have patience. Amen. How are we else developed through tribulation? Amen. The Bible says we shall suffer tribulation. Romans 5 and 3. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance or patience. Now, a lot of people think patience is a dirty word. Amen. The work that gives us patience Patience is what we really don't like. But immediately when we hear the word of patience, we think, oh, man, suffering, hard work. Amen. Oh, greater consecration. But patience is there to help us. And, and I just got 
man, God got to point in him and he said, there are great things that he wants to do in your life and do in this church. And, and there are things that should have already happened. But some of you have quit along the way. Or some of you, because you were depressed that it didn't come quick enough, have quit praying or expecting the way at first you were expecting. And God says here that what I put in my what I put in your heart is what I have put in your heart. I am God and I am faithful. And if you will be faithful, amen, I will perform what I have spoken to you. I will bring to pass what you have prayed for and what you have sought for. I will do it in this day. Amen. And so it says, verse 4, and perseverance, character. And we need character. The one thing I believe that I wanted as a pastor to defend and be careful about was my character. And I knew people lied on me, told lies. And it's hard to defend yourself. You can't get in front of your congregation and tell them, well, this is what really happened in that meeting. This is what happened in the house because you're just stirring things up again. And so you get blamed. And I had to ask an elderly lady to leave because she was causing division in the church. We gave her chance after chance. And there were people said, oh, oh, that awful Brother Lemons. Amen. What she, he did to that poor little lady. Boy, she was a devil, man. I tell you. She was a devil. They just didn't know how much of a devil she really was <laughs> until they spoke to the ones that... Amen. She really hurt. But my friend, amen, tribulation. Amen produces perseverance, patience, and perseverance character. Amen. This world is looking for churches that just doesn't have a big building but has character. Amen. That has a relationship with God. That sees truth inside of them. Amen. As they come to work and whatever they're... And, and, and I believe that some of the reasons why the world hasn't come, amen, to the church is because they don't see the character. They don't see the perseverance. They don't see the patience. There's more patience sometimes in the world than it is sometimes in the church. But what will win them over is your character. Character. Your character is what comes from God. The fruit of the Spirit is His character, is His attributes, and He gave them all to us that we could bring people in. Many times the lack of patience is the reason, as I said, the world lacks confidence. Amen. We may at times be patiently waiting and have to be patient because God wants to show you how the kingdom works. Well, the Holy Spirit really spoke that. He wants to show you how the kingdom works. And sometimes the only way, amen, God will never give you a sickness. Amen, God will never try to kill you or do anything like that. But he might let you go through a few things. Look, amen, look at Job. He was never told in his lifetime the reason why he went through it. Never told. And why, 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 what, what is it that we say? Why, Lord, why me? Why am I going through this? And I'll tell you what, Brother Randy, he has increased my faith so very much. Here I am saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, being used in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And there's Job way back then that doesn't have the relationship that I have today. And I'm thinking, if he can make it, if he can love his God, amen, when his wife says, curse God and die, and he still lives for him. He made a few mistakes in that time. But I tell you what, he had the patience. And I'm so glad what's linked to his name is, boy, that had the patience of Job. Think about that. Amen, something linked to your name like that, the patience of Job. Amen, but sometimes 
we got to know how the kingdom works. The gift, amen, the gift that God wants to give you is too good to be made in a microwave. The microwave can underheat or it can overheat. But God knows exactly how to do it. God has a timing. There are times that Peter and Paul wanted to go into certain cities. Man, they was burning with the Holy Ghost. Man, they had the message of God, but the, the Bible says that the Holy Ghost forbid them. Why? Because the time was not right and the heart was not right but if you will be patient and keep on praying amen the, I felt like God poured into me that the time the time there's coming a time that it's going to be right there's going to be a time for healing there's going to come a time for greater amen and of abundance of revival and a greater move of God amen quit trying to put something in the microwave it's always I burn my mouth sometimes when I think everything is right but God has the right time. James 1 and 2, my brethren, can it all joy when you fall into or be caught by various trials. Amen. The word trial means a putting to proof. A putting to proof. And that trial will put to proof who you really are. That trial will tell you what you lack and what you have an abundance of. Amen. That trial will tell so much about you what you really are. And you've got to be careful about judging other people in certain situations. Uh, uh, there are people who say, well, you know, I've never been sick. I've never been this. I've been, well, maybe they have good genes and they don't know it. And then all of a sudden things begin to fall apart. Amen. And they lifted themselves up above. You've got to watch out. Amen. Only those who learn perseverance and patience will produce a great crop. Amen. I want you to know there are crops that God is wanting you to sow. But you got to be patient. Amen. There are crops that when you sow them, you've got to water them. You've got to weed them. Amen. It takes a time for those crops to come in. And you've got to be a patient. Amen. In that area. And, and the Bible tells us in Luke 8 and 15, but the ones that fail, amen, on the good ground, the seed of God, are those who having heard the word with a noble and a good heart and they keep it and they bear fruit with, with patience. Amen. With a, that patience means a fixed position in place, time, or state. They bear fruit with patience. You don't bear fruit without patience. You don't see souls just, amen. There was a lady that for 45 years she prayed for her husband to be saved. Didn't want anything to do with church. And, uh, and she got a call one day that he had been killed in an accident. And she thought, oh, Lord, he went to hell. Oh, God. And she was very saddened. But days later, there was a man that called her and said, uh, is so-and-so there? Is your husband there? And she said, no, he was killed in an accident. And he said, well, when was he killed in an accident? And he found out. He said, well, you know, I was drinking coffee at a diner. And he said, the, I, I'm in a suit. I'm a business executive. And, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, I want you to go out to the highway, the main highway, and thumb a drive. And man, boy, I tell you, it caught him unaware. And he, he man, here I'm dressed. I'm this. I, I have this position. But he humbled himself. He went out there and thumbed a drive, and it was her husband. And he got in, and he said, you know, God told me to come out here and thumb this drive. And he said, you know, he said, my wife has been praying for me for years to be saved, and I've been rejecting it, and something's been dealing with me lately. 
deeper than ever before. And I believe you coming out here is the reason they pulled over the side and he gave his heart and life to Jesus. It wasn't long that he went down the road and he died in an awful accident, but I'll tell you what. Amen. God honored the patience of his wife. I believe the patience, amen, from those prayers that she prayed for her husband kept the ball rolling. And I believe if it wasn't for her, he would have died and went to hell that day. But as those prayers kept on bombarding heaven, God dispatched his power of the Holy Spirit into that one man and told him what to do, and he obeyed God. And I believe that there are souls for the picking. I believe as you continue to have a relationship with the people that have ignored you, the people that have put you down, the people that have laughed at you, the people that have scorned you, have patience with them. Remember what, what it was when you were not saved. Amen. Remember when you didn't want to go to church. Remember that you laughed at the plan of salvation. you got to have a relationship with them and sometimes you can't be as pushy. Sometimes you just got to let your light so shine. you got to let your love come out. You got to let your patience, amen, develop in that relationship. And as God opens the door, you'll throw a little something in there, throw another little something in there, and throw another little something in there. I don't know about you, but I feel like something's about to break loose here at this church. And there are people that are stirred to pray and stirred more than ever before. And I know it's discouraging when something doesn't happen automatically, but the Lord put it in my heart to say, continue to have patience. Amen. Don't give up. Don't give, go back. Amen. Don't let anything hinder you. Lay aside every weight. Lay aside every sin. Lay aside every hindrance. And it's time to go forward and see the kingdom of God grow. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As your pastor says, I just got to quit. Amen. The Bible says, let us run with endurance or patience. Patient continuance is what that means. Looking unto Jesus. When I begin to look at people to meet my needs, and God uses people to meet our needs a lot of times, but when I'm only looking to people, I know I'm going to have a hard time. i got to keep looking to Jesus. Amen. i got to look to my encourager the author and the finisher of my faith. I've got to look to Jesus. And will you listen to this? There are things that are going to break loose, I really believe, as you be patient to the Lord. Don't miss a service. Be faithful not just to come, but be faithful to participate. Be faithful to hear and be faithful to be a doer of the word and fruit is going to come. Amen. And I'll tell you, it's going to be very hard to get a seat in this church. Amen. And lives are going to be changed by the power of God. And you think if your pastor has preached like he has now, which is really great. Amen. I'll tell you, I don't think he'll be able to contain it. I think you could almost take bids for missions on, on the pulpit of what God wants to do. Would you start the music, my brother? Amen. I want you to pray tonight as you feel led of the Lord to pray, but I want you to pray especially, Lord, where do you want to zero in? Where do you want me to zero in with patience in my life? Toward who do you want me to be more patient with? Amen. To who? To what? Amen. In my life. To whom? That has lied on me.
that has tried to penetrate my life, that has tried to put bitterness in my spirit, in my heart. Amen. To whom shall I be patient with? And how should I be patient with? Amen. Because I really feel in my spirit that God wants to do great and mighty things. But we got to be patient. Without it, God wishes, amen, that not anybody should perish. But if we have a lack of patience, we're going to have a lack of testimony and a lack of witness. And it produces a lack of souls to be saved. Lack of prayers, a lack of miracles, a lack of healings. Amen. I haven't given up on my neck and on my back. Amen. I'm believing the Lord still. Believe in the Lord. So where do you need to have more patience in and where do you need to show more patience? It's not a bad word. It's a good word to go along with you to help you in your Christian life to build the kingdom of God. Would you all stand, please, in this church? For everybody that would, I want you to come. This is very important tonight because patience is going to win the victory along with love and along with wisdom and along with everything else that's supposed to be applied with it. Oh, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, God, we thank you, Lord, for those that have been faithful through the years, those that have been faithful through the time, faithful to this church, faithful through the different projects, faithful when they didn't really understand, Lord, the total vision and where God was wanting to lead them. Oh, God, I thank you, Jesus, for faithfulness, faithfulness even when the vision.